Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our series of That One Play. And this is a good one, not specifically a huge play in the game, but definitely a big play to be remembered as a hit from the 2010 season that came in the season opener against the Jets. Ray Lewis absolutely devastated Justin Keller over the middle. Here to talk to me about that play is Bruce Anderson. Bruce, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate you coming on and, and in particular, all the people who, who reach out on that one play and have something they want to talk about, but tell us what, first of all, why this play? So, well, first of all, I think it's a, it's a memorable play just in and of itself, right? This is, this is one of those plays that you, whenever you see a uh, highlight package of Ray Lewis, they always show this play because uh, Dustin Keller got absolutely destroyed and, it's a hit that I don't know would be allowed or uh, wouldn't be penalized today, but it was, it was a legal hit. It was a really just solid football hit. And and it was uh, really sort of a punctuation point um, towards the end of Ray Lewis's career. So just by itself, it sort of stands alone. But I think it's also uh, one of the things that's uh, important from the perspective of what was happening with the Ravens as a team in, in 2010 and at that point in their, in their arc. Right. Um, you had this this team that really I think a lot of people were expecting more of in 2009 and were looking forward to, you know, something positive, uh, more positive happening in 2010. And the Ravens in the offseason had signed uh, Anquan Bolden. Um, is, I think they also had, had they signed TJ Hushmanzada that year as well. So, so I think with them at 10. Yeah. So they were like the the uh, front office was doing things to add some more offensive pieces. Uh, at the same time, you were seeing, I think, some of the impact of age and time on some of those um, stalwart defensive players. And, you know, it, this was this is the time of, you know, we really needed the team to, to, to show something. Yeah, I want, to, I want to talk a little bit because a lot to unpack just in what you what you said so far, but a little bit about the the offense in particular, because that 2009 team had for my money it was the very best of the first five flacco years i know that's a minority opinion but the 08 team uh was very good they had a very good offensive line but flacco had not quite matured as a quarterback it was their big drawback in 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 that period great defense right. um the 2009 team had the best offensive line of the group and they had michael Orr playing the position he should have stayed at at right tackle and, and he played the best ball of his entire career so and he was probably the weakest player on the offensive line uh, despite having a great year, one that he, he could have made the Pro Bowl if he'd been able to stay there the whole year. But Jared Gaither was at left tackle, um, a, a, a better left tackle than than or was a right tackle even. Uh, and then the, the interior is unbelievable. Grubbs, Burke, and Yonda, to think those guys got to play together for three years, four years, three years? Three years, I think it was. I think Grubbs missed the Super Bowl year, didn't he? he yeah, had he gone to uh, uh, oh, Saints? Yeah. 
So anyway, I, 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 I definitely a, uh, a a great interior offensive line, the kind of thing the Ravens have you just would have loved to have built anytime since. They've really never been able to get to it. But a great, great offensive line. And to your point, the, they went out and they got some additional skill position players to try and give Flacco some additional targets in that year. Yeah, and and I think uh, I think you know, <laughs> unfortunately for a lot of the Ravens, uh, or at least the the last twenty some years, I guess the early years of the Ravens, there was a lot of offense, just not a lot of great defense or not a lot of consistent defense. You know, the early years, Vinny Testaverde would throw you know three hundred yards and you know two TDs and two picks. Uh, so it, 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 we I think gotten used to not so great offensive performance or at least not consistently great offensive performance. So uh, adding a couple of pieces, I think there's a lot of uh, interest in, in uh, you know, seeing how, how the offense is going to change. And that first, that first game of this season, I think was really memorable for a lot of reasons. Um, and that, and that hit really sort of punctuated things to me. So anyway. o- offensively, the team didn't show much in that game at the, at the Jets. It was the opener of the Jets new stadium at the Meadowlands, the Jets and Giants new stadium. It was delayed by lightning, which was kind of a, a weird start just, just to uh, uh, begin with. And then the Ravens did not do a lot offensively uh, in the first half, not much anyway, even though I believe they might have taken a 7-6 to six lead at halftime is my recollection. I'm not looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean, I think both teams were really offensively challenged that, that, uh, that game or that season. I mean uh, – the other interesting storyline, I think, is the fact that there were so many former Ravens on the opposing team, right? Even the, the head coach, right? Uh, former uh, former Raven, uh, uh, Mr. Ryan. So, uh, um, but uh, there was Jim Leonard, there was uh, Bart Scott, uh, there are a couple other players. I, I don't remember uh, uh, who else, but there it, it was sort of brother against brother almost. So uh, I, I I remember it being something that uh, not only was a season over and something really look look something that would be looked forward to uh, under normal circumstances, but these were slightly different circumstances. Yeah, the Jets had acquired Ladanian Tomlinson to try, right. and I don't know if it was right before that season or it was maybe even a season before uh, to try and spark their offense, and uh, he was still their bell cow at that point. Should uh, play the Jets. The Jets have really been tempting fate these last decade or so and getting these these ancient running backs and signing them to their second second and third deals with with him and Bell. Uh it's, it's, it's very strange to me. But but to kind of lead us up to the to the hit itself. So as you mentioned this is this is a game that uh was was challenged from the very beginning. I mean, couldn't even start on time. Uh that's that's how that's how unusual the the circumstances were. And I it was it was a game where neither team was able to to be very effective. They were it really was a, a an old school slobber knocker kind of a game that that the, the teams were trading blows defensively, and neither team really could get it going. I guess the Ravens did mount one you know uh, touchdown ending scoring drive, but really it, it was it was a tough slog throughout the whole thing. So the Ravens uh, did pull out, uh, you know, and actually did get a touchdown. And I think, like you said, they were leading seven to six at halftime. And uh, the the rest of the points were a, a grand total of one field goal uh, after that point. Yeah, this is is it is an inefficient game for the Ravens. They had three point eight yards per offensive play. They did have seventy five plays. Now, here's the big statistic in the game. 
And this should have should have related to more scoring, honestly, and an and and easier defensive effort. They had pretty easy time, but as it was, the Jets had six first downs. The Ravens had 20 in the game. Mm. Ravens were 11 of 19 on third down. The Jets were one of 11. So Jets had a lot of trouble getting the Ravens off the field, but the Ravens weren't mounting long drives with that 3.8 yards per uh, per offensive play. So uh, great game, certainly, for uh, for the Ravens defensively here. And I think probably a, a very good game from the Jets' perspective defensively as well to hold the the Ravens, uh, despite giving up 21st downs, um, to to a total of 10 points is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think if I remember correctly, there were a couple of uh, a couple of turnovers uh, for the Ravens. I, I think maybe two Flacco interceptions. Flacco had an interception, yeah. And did somebody else have a fumble? As we'll, we'll look for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, a while ago, yeah. my memory. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A little memory's yeah, a little hazy. McGee and Flacco each lost a lost a fumble. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, so t- take us up to the to the point in the game then with uh, when when Lewis hits Keller. So uh, my recollection is that this was in the fourth quarter and uh, the uh, the Jets were uh, were trying uh, trying to move the ball and uh, Dustin Keller was uh, right uh, going right over the middle and had no idea that Ray Lewis is anywhere nearby. And it was almost within a fraction of a second of the ball getting to him that Ray just unloaded onto him. And this is, you know, when you look at this kind of a play, that's when you realize where the term decleating comes from, yep. right? His, you know, Dustin Keller's feet went up in the air. He, he And he got totally rocked. And frankly, I don't think he was ever the same player again. I mean, it's it's that's one of the hard parts about the game, and, and one of the great things about the game is that it is so physical. But there there's a cost to the game, um, and and in this case, I don't think Dustin Keller was ever the same player after that hit. Yeah, played a couple more years in the league, but you're right, he didn't didn't have a long career. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, it's it, you know, there's I was trying to find the play for sure, and I didn't go back to the video for this. But there are two plays that might have been. There's a second and six where Haloti Nada got a quarterback hit. There's another second and 10 with 52 seconds left, about three or four plays later, where there's an incomplete short middle to Keller, which does not do the play justice if that's the one. But whichever one is the case, Ray Lewis was not credited with a pass defense on the play. It was just a it was an incomplete pass. And he finished him off after the the ball had been loose. That's stunning that he's not credited. I mean, Mm -hmm. Is there any bet that clearly that was an away game, right? And whoever is yeah. doing the scoring was. <laughs> there is some of that, by the way, there is, there's definitely some of that. There's very, a lot of inconsistency in the game book scores. I think they've tried to do better over the years, 
but it's it goes back to my early days doing what I do. Um, in 2006, the Cleveland guy had a different opinion of what a quarterback hit was. It's like anytime the quarterback gets touched, and 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 he would put it in the in the in the game book like that, and it would and it would last that way. They wouldn't correct it. And one of the things about the NFL is they only correct official statistics. So they'll correct a sack. But until quarterback hits became an official sac- uh, statistic, and I'm not sure when that was, they wouldn't correct the quarterback hits. They just leave it in there. It's, like it's, it's inconsequential. It doesn't even matter. But of course yeah. it matters. <laughs> yeah, except to every other coach and every interesting fan. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, I'm just a guy. I, you know, I never played ball. I don't know ball. I'm just a fan. And I'm the guy that uh, uh, Coach Harbaugh was talking about in one of his uh, – End of the bar. Yeah, I was, I'm <laughs> just a guy at the end of the bar, except I'm um, – on my couch i'm not even at the bar you're that far out of it yeah <laughs> so exactly so take that for what it's worth yeah I, I did want to say this about the about the keller hit as well um and if the nfl officials wanted to clarify what was a clean hit after that play and it was over the course of the next year they produced a series of videos to try and help clean up the game get away from helmet to helmet contact leading with the helmet and whatnot this play is one of the ones that was brought forth as a poster child for great player, great hit, not any kind of dirty. So Lewis actually goes into him with his with his pads on the shoulder to his midsection, you know, decleats him. It's it's a, as hard a hit as you can show without there being a lot of helmet contact being involved in there. So it became kind of a poster child for a clean hit. I really like that about it that that Ray has something like that. And I'm curious though, is that is that your impression of the way that would that kind of a hit today would be officiated? I, I'm not sure because the rules have changed even further, such that a defenseless receiver has even more right not to be hit. So uh, some of the hits we've seen, that one in particular in 2010, go back to the 2000 Super Bowl and watch. I think oh, yeah. Jamie Sharper destroy somebody over the middle and, and try to try to remember who the Giants receiver was. But it's, but there's there's Raven on each side of him. And and Sharper basically bends him backwards with a hit to the head from his shoulder that is just as devastating. I couldn't believe the guy got up. Yeah, I, I, and it's interesting watch it, with the with the uh, uh, bullies of Baltimore um, uh, recently airing, and and I, I've watched some of those uh, Super Bowl uh, uh, two thousand Super Bowl uh, replays, and oh my gosh, the game is completely different mm-hmm. and. You could never get away with any of that uh, in today's game, and that, but that's what made that team so special. Yeah, well, it, it certainly was a was a really cool thing to see. I wish they had done more on that special about how the Ravens schematically were so successful, as opposed to you know it was a great homage to the goose. It was a great you know um, emotional ride through that season. I just wish they'd, they'd had more scheme stuff and more more stuff about well, here's what the Ravens did when they wanted to play against you on third down, and they brought in these extra defenders, and you know Jamie Sharper you know left the field, and so did some other players, and Bullware moved up to the line of scrimmage. And I, I I wanted to see more of that. I I, uh, I didn't get well. Of course uh, you would. Yeah. Okay. That's who you, you are. Go. Yeah. Well, and and me as the as the fan at the end of the bar, I I you know would would have loved if they would have interviewed some more, um, some former players, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had, well, I don't know if they'd be able to get Kerry Collins. You know, he's probably still uh, suffering from PTSD from that. Yeah. Game, but how about, Del Greco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what about, um, you know, uh, Eddie George? McNair. Um, 
uh, Eddie George. Yeah. Some of those other uh, former uh, Titans players or other New York players. Um, but, Cor- but Corey Dillon, who gave up. Uh, oh, my Achilles gosh. Smith. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I don't think you could get a lot of these guys to get on is the is the is kind of the point here. But you know, yeah. there'd be some there'd be some players. Rich Gannon. I don't think you could get him to come on and, and talk without a string of profanity occurring about that game. And uh, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he's been a broadcaster, so he, he he knows how to control himself very well. He might be able to say it or not in terms of uh, how is it how is it uh, a clean or a dirty hit. But that's that's a great idea. And somebody ought to try and do that, but I think they're going to get a lot of doors slammed in their face. Uh, <laughs> going after a lot of hangups on the phone. Bruce, really appreciate having you on to talk about this play. It's just it's it's a uh, it's an iconic highlight from Ravens history without being. You know, it's it's a play that can get lost in time a little bit, as a, as opposed to where exactly it occurred. Certainly, but it's nice to kind of relive the moment and and uh, and talk a little bit about Ray Lewis and and the other Ravens defenders in this uh, light. Where can people talk football with you online? Uh, I am uh, on Twitter at bda abat. Okay, and that's, bda abat. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's, that's great, Bruce. Uh, very cool guy to have a conversation with. I'm sure if you, if you, if you, uh, involve him in a conversation, he'd, he'd appreciate it and be a good uh, responder there. Other folks out there, if you want to be involved in this show, please uh, just DM me on Twitter. They're always open. Love to talk to you and love to get involved with as many voices as possible this off season in terms of doing this, that one play, uh, series, uh, Bruce, thanks again for coming on. Thanks a lot for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.